Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I'm Bart, your host. This week, we have two lifelong friends uh, who have experienced the transformative power of affirmation, and they started a business about it. Uh, I'm super excited to have Danielle Angelucci and Michelle Osebunzu uh, with us today. Daniela, Michelle, please say what's up to everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> All right. So, you guys started a business called Listen Bitch. Um, and the, the fun thing I like about that right off the top, and I'm going to let you guys introduce and tell us about the business in just one second, is the inflection on where you say, how you say listen bitch can mean a lot of things. It can be like a positive uh, reinforcement or uh, listen, you got to get your shit together. Reinforcement can be like, yo, listen, bitch, or listen, bitch. Like it can be a lot of things. So I'd love to for you guys to kind of go at it. Tell us about the business. Tell me if I'm using the name of the business correctly or what it meant to be kind of if this or that. I love that. So I'll, I don't mind kicking us off. And I will say open for interpretation. It's really about feeling it in the moment. However you say it, it's usually meant with intent. Personally, I have a bit of a downward inflection. I'm more of a listen bitch, but I've heard others say it other ways. It's just the energy that's behind it. Um, but to answer your question, how this all got started. So this was um, a project that was born in the midst of the pandemic. Um, like a lot of folks, Danielle and I, we were contending with some changes to our mental health and we were looking for ways to take care of it. And one of the things we started exploring were affirmations, specifically affirmation cards. Um, and the idea behind this project really came to us when we started exploring some of the affirmation cards that were out there in the market. Um, the reality is they just didn't sound like us. Affirmation cards, affirmations in general, they work best when they're spoken with conviction. And both of us really had trouble doing so. We, we honestly felt a little bit silly because the tone and the texture of the words that we were hearing didn't reflect how we actually speak to one another. And that's, again, not a not a knock on other affirmations out there. Um, yeah. I'm sure many people find some of that softer, more coddling language <laughs> helpful. But Danielle and I, when we're, we're lifting each other up, when we're hyping each other up, it's a lot more hard hitting. We're telling each other listen bitch like you've got this you can do this why are you down on yourself like that is the energy that we come with so when we were turning that inwards it was really hard to do when the words that we were saying were just so foreign to us so we decided to you know just change the rules of the game and do this ourselves and that's how we got started on this journey i love that i love that and daniela what do you think like this you guys were in the middle of the pandemic i'm assuming you guys were both I think you guys are both Brampton natives. I'm, I'm from Brampton too. Um, yes. <laughs> so you guys have been friends, I guess, since you were much younger, like lifelong friends. Um, what made you think like, okay, you know, many people have ideas. Not many people act on those ideas. So what made you think, hey, maybe we don't want like the fluffy affirmations, you know, find your inner peace and soar like an eagle type affirmations. Um, but maybe you're looking for something a little bit deeper and truer with a lot more meaningful conviction or at least natural in the cadence and how you speak. How did you guys kind of hone in on that and really say this could be a business and actually have the guts to do it? 
Yeah, so the idea came to be literally sitting in a park in Toronto where we were going over different ideas. Michelle and I, we knew we always wanted to start a business together. Um, our high school teachers, we were very lucky, sort of sparked that sort of entrepreneurial sort of, you know, creative side of us. Um, and uh, I think, as you know, like Michelle has a sort of business background. I have a sort of creative background and we sort of wanted to start something together. And one day we're sort of sitting in the park, sort of riffing off each other, sort of coming through different ideas. And I think to what Michelle was saying, because it was sort of this dark period where literally the only thing to do was to hang out in a park, we kind of came across the idea of of affirmations and how powerful they can be. I mean, I remember when I lived at home, my sister literally had affirmations pinned on her door that she would say to herself before, you know, leaving the house. And so... We knew the power of those um, affirmations, but to what Michelle was saying, we were like, they just don't really sound like us. Like the way we hype each other up, the way we sort of talk to ourselves. Um, and we sort of found this sort of unique POV on them. And then from there, we just snowballed it. Like we sort of, you know, wrote down a bunch of affirmations, sort of tossed them out, uh, you know, read them to our friends and family to try and get a gauge. And I think, you know, once we had our first deck of cards, our first sample, we actually gave them to a friend of ours. And she said they genuinely helped her out. She was like, I had a really, you know, bad day at work. And I read the cards and they genuinely helped me. And I think at that point, we knew that we actually had something solid here that could be useful for people. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned creative side, business side. So, Daniela, Michelle, tell us what what's your like, education background or maybe some of the experience? Like, how, how, how are you guys each in those quadrants and how do you guys complement each other? For sure. So, um, for myself, um, I went to business school. I went to the Ivy Business School. So, I was trained um, from an educational perspective in business. But then, following that, um, I worked um, for a couple of years um, in brand marketing for a CPG company. And then, I'm um, currently um, working for a tech platform as an advertising account manager. So, I um, have been within the marketing and business space um, for my entire career. So, this foray into um, the more entrepreneurial space, although new, there's definitely a lot of practical skills that I'm able to pull from my prior experiences and bring to here. And um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but it's just so invigorating when you're doing it for something that you've born from ideation to execution. It's just a different energy that that comes to the work when this is your baby, essentially. And uh, I'll speak to my experience. So um, I went to Humber College for the creative ad program uh, for your program it was pretty good. Um, and then from there, I've worked at um, several different ad agencies. Um, I now work as a associate creative director, but my background is art direction. So more focus on like the design than like the copywriting portion. Um, but yeah, to what Michelle was saying, like, it's really nice to have creative control over something yourself, especially working in the ad business where you know, you're putting yourself out there. Of course, you're coming up with these ideas for clients, but ultimately what they want is what's going to be sold through and executed. And so to have that sort of control and, 
and bring something to life the way you want it, the way me, me and Michelle wanted is um, really refreshing. <laughs> Truly. And I think the last thing I'll add there is what's beautiful about our partnership is that it's so complementary in that our skill set is just so wide when you combine our collective skills and that Daniela brings this like creative power that we would be completely lost without, like truly lost without. <laughs> and I have a little bit of the, the more practical skills that can help us really just take this off the ground. And when you combine those two things, it's just been such a harmonious relationship. I think it's it, it was bound to be one just given how well we work together naturally. But when you combine again those skills, it's just been really, really fortunate. Um, I've done some consulting for small businesses in the past. And I think this, the thing that I hear most often is just like frustration over the, the the gaps in skill set and Danielle and I like let me tell you we've got gaps but we're covering two pretty big bases across our two skill sets and that's been just really really fortunate for the both of us yeah no joke like when I first heard about you guys I think a friend of mine posted your blog to article congratulations by the way on uh, Instagram and when I read the article I kind of felt like maybe you guys were both designers I'm like man these these two design, you know, uh, entrepreneurs really got their stuff together. Like, how did they get the business side and they're ready? You know, you can buy their stuff easily in different um, retail shops or online. Like, I'm just like this, you know, I'm, I'm a creative. I'm an entrepreneur. I know the struggle of both sides of your brain when you're trying to wear multiple hats. And it's very challenging to be like, I know what I want to do and I know what my limitations are, but you guys are like a serious, no joke power couple um, <laughs> in the sense of like, you know, being able to have great creative is unmatched because yeah. it's original. It's what gets the attention um, and having the business side, the business acumen is what sets you up. It's like you're throwing a nice, easy ball and Daniela can now, you know, hit it out of the park and then vice versa. Because you have such strong visuals, now it's easier for you to go and represent the company and get those opportunities to the next level. Um, how do you feel with um, you, you've been, I guess, uh, transitioning in, first of all, balancing your work your regular work and now also with managing a company that is growing it's like a startup it's only a few you know months or maybe how, how old is the company <laughs> only a few months we launched in november um but yes the balance of things is tedious yeah. for sure <laughs> and then and, and then let's say like so now how are you divvying up um i guess some of your time because there's to the finite amount of affirmations that you can produce up, up front. So you have maybe a couple sets. Is this something that you guys, you guys are kind of like, okay, we're going to build more sets. Like this is a great platform now. We, we garner a little bit of audience to then leverage this into something that a little bit different. Or are you guys just sticking with, we are in the empowerment and affirmation space and we're going to stay with the decks of cards. Yeah, so that, that's a really great question. I would say right now our focus definitely is just scaling the, the product that we currently have in that we're so passionate about what we've built and we've only reached like a very tiny portion of the population. So right now our focus is just on getting as many eyeballs as possible because we want to help as many people as possible. But having said that, when we think about what affirmations can do for you, we think about the different 
segments there are to the population, the different forms of identity that people may carry and the special challenges that may come along with that. Think about the different life stages that people may be in. There's just so many places and areas that we can work to uplift people. And that's on our minds when we think about potential product expansion in that, that we've already had people coming to us saying like, I am a mom, I could use my own curated sense of affirmations. And there are other people from different identities coming to us with different ideas. And that's all swirling in our heads as we just think about how we can just build this brand out further. Um, and above and beyond that, like this is ultimately um, a project focused on self-care and on wellness. That is a huge category. There are so many different categories and yeah. avenues within the umbrella of wellness. And we're, we were definitely thinking about where we can um, scale this brand further and just kind of tap into some of those avenues. So from a business perspective, there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of um, runway on this. But right now, we def- definitely want to stay focused on growing um, what we've already built and really just I'm helping more people. No, that's really awesome. I love that. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit more maybe about like your, I guess your strategy, like the the initial runway um, on how you guys said, okay, we have an idea. We made an initial deck. We shared it with, you know, we did a little bit of beta testing and testing it out with a small audience. What does it look like practically is it just like, hey, we have a Google spreadsheet, we're putting in tasks, we're, we're just trying to keep it as lean and as simple as possible. Like, I'd love to get down and gritty with how, how did you start the growing process? I often tell people um, on the podcast, zero to one is a lot harder than one to a hundred. Getting the gears in motion is always a little bit challenging. And uh, I just want to get some insights. Maybe this might help other people who are in the process of developing something out of nothing. Totally. So a lot of time was spent up front creating the product. So uh, writing out the affirmations, designing, finding the right vendor to print the cards. Um, figuring out lead time, shipping costs, like the whole thing. So a lot of time upfront. And then we did our first initial test. And then once we sort of came close to selling out, we did our second test, which was a bit bigger. And then we noticed that time, it was almost like an acceleration where mm. we were selling out faster on the second round. So and when then you were find- doing tests, I'm sorry to cut you off. When you were doing yeah. tests, you were selling those tests like this was yes. not just I'm giving this to my friends to see what they think. This is just small batches that you guys were selling just online, I'm assuming. Exactly. And we just started off like very small with um, our website and I think Amazon as well. Like we launched with those two platforms. Um, and then once we noticed, you know, that we were selling pretty fast, that's when we did our second batch. And at this point, we started running very minimal ads like just some sort of Facebook, Instagram ads, just because, you know, <clears throat> we need to get some awareness. And then from there, we sort of went through to the third batch. And so one thing that we're learning with all of this too, is like lead times and processes and trying to make projections, like all of that is so brand new to us. Um, and so that's been sort of tricky to figure out to, you know, make sure you have product before uh, you sell out. And that was a thing with, with blog to too. Like we weren't expecting that article to come out or come out that fast when, you know, the writer had initially reached out and we were like, Oh my God, we should have had, you know, more product on, on Amazon before that hit. So those are all the sort of things that we're learning now, you know, starting this business. 
Yeah, and Danielle said it perfectly. It was really all about iteration. But Bart, to your point, I think the thing that we did at the the onset that was really just critical to getting this just from zero to one was just starting somewhere in that we had this idea, we had the vision, we knew where we were trying to go, but to get from nothing to something on paper was just such an important step. And I think that's, if I'm to leave people listening with one simple message, literally just put pen to paper or finger to keyboard, just start somewhere. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the stage before us even beginning and even printing that first batch it consisted to your point of having a google spreadsheet <laughs> where we wrote a ton of affirmations just based off of again the way that we actually talk to each other the words that we actually say to each other and then what we did is that we sent it to i think it was five of our closest friends including danielle's fiance and we just said rank these on a scale of one to ten just rank them don't don't worry about what you act. Well, don't worry about our feelings. Don't worry about offending us. Just rank them on a scale of one to ten. We then went, combined everyone answer everyone's answers, and got our list of like top fifty affirmations. Nice. Like that is something anyone can do. Anyone can put their heart on paper and send it to their friends to rank. And that was our minimum viable product. There was obviously a bit of refinement that went into that. A bit of rewrites after some of our affirmations got decimated, but still, it was a very just kind of bare bones process that required no special equipment, no upfront costs, zero dollars went into that process, but it was what we needed to validate that there was something going for us here. There was obviously a bit more involved in actually printing that initial small batch and even more in the second one. But again, that that process of zero to one was as simple as creating a Google spreadsheet and putting down some ideas. Yeah. I love it. And when did you guys realize that you had something that was more than just an idea or more than just like, I guess even even after you had launched, you may, maybe like the first or second test runs that you guys were doing, when did you realize, oh, this could actually hit? Like this could, this could be like a whole vibe. This could be a real business that actually people would want to buy. Or was that from the onset? You're like, oh, people are going to want this. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> we knew. We knew. Just we kidding. Knew. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, but not kidding. I think so. As Niela mentioned, like w- the, the day this actually started, we were sitting in a park bouncing around ideas. And when we when we landed on this one, like it was truly an aha moment in the most traditional sense. Like wow. I, I, I pride myself on having great intuition. And I was like, Niela, let's shut it down now. Like this is the one. And we walked home so energized just knowing and I think the the true inflection point for us and it sounds so corny but it's the first sale when somebody actually spent I mean let's let's maybe say 10 sale because we had friends and family who were like oh we're gonna ride for you no matter what oh no they did (laughs) our our first couple of sales are family and friends are like all right let's ignore those ones but once strangers who had no affiliation with us started buying this after just seeing an ad after just hearing about our brand organically we're like okay so people do want this and i think the the biggest inflection point for me was the holiday season which wasn't long after we launched as Danielle mm-hmm. mentioned it was november 2021 we launched by the holiday season we sold out for the first time and from there we we were in a bit of a mad scramble to reorder and produce again and it was just all of those small points of validation from people we don't know and people who are genuinely just looking to cater to their mental health that told us that we were onto something with this idea that's amazing. So I, I love talking about like mental health and getting people the help that they need, especially when we were in the thick of the pandemic when 
people thought it was like airborne and you were like, you know, spraying your food and people were like, every, there were so many things. You were wearing masks and, and gloves and doing all the things. Um, what value do you see affirmation at large or what potential value you see having like these type of honest, straight to the point, more genuine um, validations and encouragements on the broad scale? I think there is a decent amount of value in it, to be quite honest. Like the way you talk to yourself is one of the most important things. And if you can be your own hype person, your own defender, you know, that's huge. If you can sort of talk to yourself the way you talk to your friend, give yourself the time the way you give your family and friends time, which is what our affirmation cards are all about. I think that's huge, you know, a, a big contribution to your mental health. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Um, and you started by getting some some traction. You got some people that who you never knew were purchasing from you, not just your mom and your dad and not just friends and family and stuff like that. But was the and I know you have some uh, business prowess, you know, in terms of how you were doing this, but was it happenstance getting picked up by Blogtio or getting into retail stores or or was that more deliberate that like you were doing some internal PR or sorry, external PR say, listen, we need to make sure that we're also presenting ourselves um, to the public and putting the best you know, foot forward, so to speak. So I would say it's been a combination of both in that um, for sure, one of our big focuses right now is pushing to get into more retail stores that were more accessible to people who may or may not have heard about us. We do do a lot of marketing and PR efforts on our own, but I think what's been so heartwarming over the past six months is seeing how many opportunities have come to us organically in that um, there are retailers who've just heard about us um, through, um, I, I honestly don't even know how some of them have heard about us and they came to us with opportunities um, to be um, featured within their stores. Blog2O came to us with an opportunity to be featured. So these are people who are hearing about our brand who are hearing about our story and wanting to help amplify that. And that's, again, just I, I can't even express how heartwarming that is for Danielle and I, because we we put our blood, sweat and tears into this brand and to see it take off in that way is um is just really um is wonderful. Um, but yes, to answer your question, we are also working hard in the background <laughs> to, to get more eyeballs on these products and really um grow this business as much as we can. Yeah, because a lot of people often that's the part they missed. They they build something and assume everyone will just know about it. Um, and there's a certain amount of, I guess, boldness, you know, audacity yeah. to just say, I'm just going to not just build it, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to be public about it. I'm going to share it as much as possible. Um, I think if you don't put that kind of effort into your little baby, into your business, into what you think is possible, um, no one's going to do it for you. I think you have to have that belief 100% and, and a little bit of, not even a little bit, you need to have like full conviction that this can produce what you think it can produce, right? If you're thinking that this product um, is going to be something that's going to help the public, that's going to actually encourage people, make their lives better, have a, you know, a livable benefit to someone's uh, life, then yeah, you might as well go in 100%, go in ham, like, and, and go as hard as you can and, and don't stop. <laughs> 100%. So. Couldn't have said it better. And I, the last thing I'll add there is that I think a little known fact about Danielle and I is that we're both 
heavily introverted, believe it or not, which makes everything you just described 10 times harder because it's not our natural tendency to be to be bold and to be aggressive. We're both um, naturally a bit more laid back. But to your point, we have to be the one to light a thousand little fires to make this grow. And that requires a lot of stepping outside of our comfort zone. I'll tell you now, we're both very uncomfortable doing this (laughs) podcast. But here we are talking about our business because if we're not going to do it, who's going to do it for us, right? So yeah, everything you just said resonates so strongly with us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, you know what? I totally understand that. Um, I, I run a, a marketing agency and my team is always like, we need to put your face more in the things so that people resonate with it. And I'm just like, that's not, that's not my vibe. I don't want to be <laughs> like my face everywhere. And, you know, like the cheesy influencer, like I'm pointing to it and the title will be here and all that kind of, I just want to be in the background. But at the same time, there's nobody else who else which other face can represent my company other than my face? And yeah. that's, that's, that's what, that's what the conviction is. It's like, okay, it is my thing. And it is the thing that I truly believe in and passionate about. So I need to put my, uh, not necessarily my face, but I need, I need to put myself out there and have those conversations. And we're very thankful that you're both here and stepping out of your comfort zones. Um, I, I was looking at your, uh, IG feed and it's definitely a vibe if you haven't gone to um, it's listen <clears throat> be with the th dot th t c h excuse me we'll have everything linked at the bottom afterwards um, but where's the inspiration for this like with the designs of the cards um, and, and I guess some of the creative aspects uh, Daniela please talk to us about like where did you guys lean towards this in having your aesthetic because it is a hundred percent a very uh, tuned in aesthetic. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate the compliment. Um, well, we sort of always loved minimalist design. So when we were looking at the illustrations, we knew that we sort of wanted to gear with a minimalist look versus, you know, like a 3D or more complicated look. And I think we also loved taking inspiration from tarot cards, which also sort of has a bit of overlap in the affirmation space. So we sort of took a look at, you know, how tarot cards are designed and sort of borrowed from that sort of look and feel and then applied it here. Uh, And we are very lucky that we have a friend, um, Chi Chi, who is an artist. She is fantastic. Um, So I sort of set the look and feel and board and sort of did a couple of mock-ups and then had her help out actually, you know, flesh out and design each unique illustration. And then I sort of composed it together, you know, to make each card. But I think for us, you know, the look and feel of our cards were super important to be standout in the space. A lot of affirmation cards feel a little bit, I don't want to say more old school, but something I feel like I would find on paint in like 2003. Right, right, <laughs> so right. we wanted to keep it like clean, minimal, like something that you would be proud to share on Instagram or, or take a photograph of. Um, and even like looking at the typography, something that was sort of feminine, but also had like some personality to it. Like the way that the letter forms are sort of shaped and focused had a bit of unique vibe to it, not your like, um, you know, classic serif font. So all of those details. Yeah. Yeah. We're sort of thought through. I love it. And you you also mentioned like um, user generated content, people posting about 
um, the cards themselves. Do you guys prompt people to do that? Or is that just something that happens naturally? I don't know if there was like a special card in the deck that when they open up the packaging that would like say, hey, take a take a selfie or, or share this. It might help someone type of thing. Um, yes, actually. When we do send decks, we do have a postcard that comes with nice. it that sh- sort of shares our like social channels, just saying like, if you like the experience of the cards, we'd love to hear about it. Just sort of to get sort of to get engagement and build a community around uh, the affirmation cards. Yeah, if you haven't followed them on IG, definitely a good follow because you have a few memes on there that are very funny, very pointed, timely, and then you also have. Um, great just great like photography and it, it it very much is almost like a lifestyle brand where it's like oh this is this is a um a topic that we can have casually this is something that we are introducing into our natural day-to-day life is how we use affirmations um it's not just you know somebody sitting in a yoga pose uh, or looking in the mirror with post-it notes but rather it can be something that is inviting or can be invited into whatever walk of life you have. So you guys have done a really good job of making it very accessible. And in branding and in design, that's something that is always a feat. And when you can achieve that, that's always really good because it's not, you know, um, something only for a subset of people, but it has a broader appeal because it can help the most amount of people. So that that's very unique in how you guys did that. Um, do you guys get uh, any feedback about how like, oh, thank you so much for doing this because it, I otherwise never would have thought of affirmation. Like thought of the thought of to me uh, as a uh, as a male uh, is of doing affirmations in 2022 doesn't always strike my mind. It or doesn't always say, oh, like, oh, yes. I should do affirmations because I'm struggling with imposter syndrome or I'm scared to take the next step or leap of faith or, you know, whatever the the sentiment or its situation might be. But I think that it's something almost that I haven't heard of in a long time um, that is now coming back. And I like when you spoke about Daniela, the mixing the old designs of some of the tarot card illustration and helping that breathe new life into how you're making this into a, a like kind of like a, a wellness product. Yeah, you, you said it perfectly in that the, the concept of affirmations have always been there, but it was really in the midst of the pandemic that it really started to make a resurgence. I think there was a stat somewhere on Google that it was one of the top most searched um, terms um, during the pandemic because people were just really looking to cater to their mental health. And I think what's been really fascinating that we've observed is that these cards, the, the probably the most common use case for people purchasing is actually as a gift and that yes a lot of people are buying for themselves but people are gifting to others so a lot of people on the receiving end of this they weren't necessarily in the market for affirmation cards but what we're hearing through the feedback is that they receive them and they're just blown away by what it can actually do and again there's no there's no greater compliment for us than hearing people actually say they worked or wow i thought this was going to be useless but you know what it's actually doing something for me like that for us is just transformative because that's what we're here to do so this is really encouraging to see that to your point like 
we're, we're working to make these more accessible. We're, we're working to normalize the practice of picking up a card and talking to yourself and people are doing it and they're finding that it's actually making a difference. So it's been fascinating to see the response. It's been fascinating to watch that shift and we're going to just keep pushing at it just to make it more accessible and more normalized um, as possible. And it's funny. Just, just to add amazing. On to- Go ahead, Daniela. Go ahead. I was going to add on to Michelle's point about the whole like gifting experience because we'll get messages, you know, sometimes someone will ask to like write a note, you know, as a part of, you know, the experience when we send it off. And we've heard stories of like, you know, I'm sending this to my friend who just went through a breakup or I'm, you know, sending these to my kids and her friends who are going off to university for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, if we can help someone feel more confident when they're stepping into their door or to their class or, help them get over a hard breakup. Like I feels really good. Like actually having something that's meaningful to, to somebody. Yeah. And what's so beautiful about it is that it's almost as if people want to like package all the things that they feel for their loved ones and just hand it off. And that's what they're doing with these cards. They're packaging, packaging all that love, that encouragement, that like rallying cry that you can do it and handing it off to them in those cards. And the fact that we were able to pull something together that encompasses all of that, like I'm, I'm, as you can tell, I'm a big fan of what we've built here. And again, it's just really (laughs) nice to see the way people are engaging with them, the way people are using them. This has been amazing, guys. Thank you so much for being here today. I'll give uh, either one of you a chance to let people know where they can buy and find uh, Listen Bitch Affirmation cards. Um, Go ahead, go for it. Um, sure. So if you're online, you can buy them at listenbitch.ca. You can also find them on Amazon in both the US and Canada. Um, if you're in the GTA, you can find them at um, Black Owned Toronto in the Scarborough Town Centre, as well as Good Intentions on the Danforth and a couple of other um, small businesses across the city, um, as well as Holt Renfrew. If you're at a Holt Renfrew um, in Canada, you'll you'll most likely be able to find the cards there if they're not sold out. Um, but otherwise, um, if you have trouble finding them, don't, don't hesitate to reach out to us. I'm on Instagram and we can direct you to the nearest location. Once again, Daniela, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. This has been great. Uh, I've been Bart and this has been the More Life Podcast. Peace out.